Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I want to encourage you guys, please go give us five stars on the Wins and Losses podcast, on this podcast, and on Outkick the Show. And uh, tomorrow, I will read some of the funniest reviews, entertain us, and you may become famous in the tease for the podcast. What better can happen in your world? we got a loaded show for you. Petros Papadeka swings by, as well as Shannon Spake, plus Dan Wetzel. All that discussing the coronavirus craziness primarily in the world of sports. Appreciate all of you. Look forward to those reviews. This is OutKick, and it begins now. OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis, live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for OutKick, the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You know how back in the day there was an arms race? And if you're not familiar with the arms race because you're young, uh, there was this idea that we are going to make as many nuclear weapons as possible in order to uh, to try and uh, and terrify the opposing side in the Cold War. And so it was mutually assured destruction if both of us pushed buttons and sent missiles flying at each other. We all had way more missiles than we possibly needed. And the reason why we kept having so many more missiles was, well, we had to send a message about how much stronger our style of life was. Now, eventually the Cold War collapsed. You can argue that one reason that was so smart to continue to do was because uh, the uh, Russian government was falling apart and couldn't afford to spend the same amount of money on defense as the United States capitalistic government. That's a bigger story. Uh, But what we have here is, I believe, a reverse arms race. 
And what I mean by that is the arms race was about creating more assets, bristling vigilance, the idea that we are bigger, tougher, stronger than you, and that's what the arms race represents. If you want to take it outside of the world of the Cold War, uh, they have often been analogies, and I think I've made them before, that college, uh, college sports recruiting is in many ways an arms race too, and the arms race is, is demonstrated by the facilities that are built. So if you have a favorite college football team, they're constantly going out and building new facilities, new uh, indoor, uh, indoor practice facility, new workout room, new player lounges, all these things in an effort to compete with everybody else. It's a recruiting arms race. It's about making things better, okay? I think the opposite of that is happening right now. We are in a coronavirus uh, race to see who can be the most reactive and do the least in the face of the coronavirus. As soon as one school cancels in your city or your state, the other schools are pressured to do the same. As soon as one conference cancels its basketball games, the other schools are pressured to do the same. And I think that's explaining the decisions that are being made right now as it pertains to events, all right? So the Ivy League. The Ivy League is filled with extremely smart people. No one has explained to me yet why the Ivy League had to cancel their college basketball tournament without allowing any of the games to be played at all. You couldn't play them without crowds. There are basketball players all over the Ivy League who have finished their careers in college and never knew that that was happening because abruptly their season has just been canceled and the season-long award winner has been season-long champ, has been awarded the championship without anybody knowing that that was going to happen. Uh, we have governors of a variety of different states trying to send a message that they are uh, doing the least against the coronavirus in an effort to draw attention, I think, politically in many ways to themselves. There is a race to do nothing. Um, and the world of sports is connected. I haven't heard anybody make what I think is a very reasonable suggestion. We're going to hold sporting events, but we are going to ask people who are under the age uh, or over the age, sorry, of 60 or 70, we think it's wise that you not come to the event. We're going to hold a sporting event, but only young people who tend to be unimpacted by and large by the uh, by the coronavirus should come to these events all right all of this I believe is chaotic I think it's lacking in common sense I believe that we have descended into coronavirus inspired uh, paranoia and mania in this country right now I think collectively our nation has gone insane and I think much of the world has done the same all right. All of that is, I believe, indisputably true. Having said all this, I am floating an idea now that I believe is completely genius. All right. 
I want you to follow along with me here. It's not that complicated. Based on everything that I have read, the average incubation period for someone who has been impacted by the coronavirus and later is going to become contagious is about five days. Some people are longer, some people are shorter, but the average out there, if you come into contact with somebody that has the coronavirus and you're later going to develop it, is around five days. If this is true, which it is based on all of the scientific knowledge that's out there so far, one of the big challenges that exists in our country today is that everything is seen as a political-related story. Even something like the coronavirus is being seen through the prism of, oh, well, how is Donald Trump handling the coronavirus? Are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? As opposed to just acknowledging that everybody is opposed to death. By and large, I think every politician is like, you know what? Whether I'm a Democrat, Republican, or independent, I wish there were fewer people dying than ever have uh, died before. I wish we were all immortal, right? I think that's probably something that politicians agree on. What if Donald Trump decided to take all of this chaos and do something that is incredibly beneficial? What, and listen to this, listen to this idea from me, and then we'll open up phone lines. You guys can react. I'll bring in the crew, and you guys can tell me whether you think this is genius or whether it is insanity. All right? 877-996-6369 is the number. 877-996-6369. What if Donald Trump announced that next week he wanted the entire nation to quarantine itself for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the opening weekend of the NCAA basketball tournament? And as part of his idea, that's four days, nearly the length of the entire uh, the entire average incubation period for this contagion, for coronavirus. What if he then said, as an incentive here, I am going to make the Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament a national holiday for this point forward forever for sports fans out there who are already pretending to be sick for decades in order to not be at work on the Thursday and Friday, tell me that there wouldn't be a mass uh, excitement over this idea which would scare away many of the fears that would exist. Otherwise, stay in your houses and just watch college basketball on the NCAA tournament all day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Maybe you also extend the quarantine idea to a Monday, and then boom, if the entire nation would do that, effectively the coronavirus dies because there are no new transmissions for those five days, and in theory, we would be fine. I think we're going to be fine regardless I think fear has lost control of sanity here. I think the media has done a very poor job of conveying the realities of the coronavirus, which is one reason why, as it's continued to impact the world of sports, I, myself, have instead come out and tried to be sharing with you the facts on the coronavirus to allow you to be more intelligent. 
not telling you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just trying to arm you with as many facts as I possibly can. Danny G, is my voluntary quarantine combined with a new national holiday surrounding the NCAA tournament not a brilliant idea that would likely help the country in the battle with coronavirus. Clay, you had me at national holiday. Yeah. (laughs) But my question to you is, what about the media? Do radio stations still run? And if we're all at home watching the tournament, are these games being played without anybody in the, the stands? Yeah, I don't think I'm I'm not yeah, it's a good question because there's a lot to talk about playing games without fans in the state. I'm not I don't care about the fans in the stands. I, I mean, I get it in that um in that I uh you know, I talk to fans all over the country here, but the vast majority of American sports fans watch games on television. And so I don't think this – look, uh, if there are 20,000 people in the stands watching a game, there are typically hundreds of thousands or millions who are watching them on television. So most sports leagues are a television product. So I don't understand why the idea of there not being fans present is such a big deal. For 99.9% of American sports fans, if the NCAA tournament were played without fans present, it wouldn't impact our enjoyment at all. It wouldn't impact uh, our uh, our uh, watching of the game at all. So I, I don't understand this idea that the fans are integral if somebody decides to, and that's why I said with the Ivy League, Okay, if you are convinced, or the MAC, or wherever you are, if you are convinced that playing these tournaments in front of the crowd is way too dangerous, then I think the easy solution is just play them for television. And so I don't think that's very complicated. In in response to your question, no, I don't think Fox Sports Radio is ever going to give us a day off. Like some people were talking about, uh, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to, we're going to get quarantined, we're going to be sitting at home, we're not going to have to do anything. I would be stunned beyond belief. If there's any scenario where I'm not awake at 4.30 in the morning my time uh, preparing to sit down in front of the microphone and talk. So I think this is going to have zero impact for me. Could have an impact for you guys uh, who actually go into a uh, go into a studio. But I think this is where having a home studio uh, means that there's almost nothing that could occur uh, where I would not be on uh, the mic. You guys might not have to come in. So it'd be a skeleton crew, like one guy in here running equipment with a mask on. Yeah, maybe that's what would happen. I'm not sure what would happen on television either. Uh, with uh, with our show on Lock It In, I'm not sure what Fox Sports will do uh, in the event that they decided, like some you know studio out there started making the decision, hey, we're shutting down. Would other studios feel the same pressure? I, I think probably they would, but I don't know exactly how that would all shake do, out. Do you think at all, though, I hear what you're saying about the crowds at the games, but it would have almost a practice slash scrimmage type feel where you could hear every player's comment, all the whistles, the refs talking. It would be odd, right? It would change the flow of games a little bit. I mean, I think it could, but I in college, let's take away college. By and large, home field doesn't really impact the outcome of the NFL, the NBA, or the NHL, or Major League Baseball from a statistical perspective at this point in time. 
right? We talk a lot about home field, but the home field advantage, if you look at the data, has significantly declined over time. Now, the NCAA tournament is, in theory, a neutral site contest. I think it could impact teams that typically have big rooting fan bases more so, right? If you're a Kentucky or a Kansas or a a team of that nature that has gotten used to playing in front of a massive home crowd advantage in many of these NCAA tournament quote-unquote neutral site games, I think that those teams would be less likely to know what that is uh, like. I think, frankly, it probably increases the overall impact of coaching because in a neutral site game with no crowd, in theory, your coach on the sideline can yell out plays and every player can hear it easily. I think it impacts the relationship between players, coaches, and uh, referees more uh, because you're able to uh, to interact and converse more. I think it probably makes referees better, honestly, because there isn't a loud crowd that's trying to influence their decision in any way. Um, but I think the net result is the better teams are still more likely to win. Uh, Dub, what do you think about my idea of a voluntary quarantine for the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament? I think it's a fabulous idea, and uh, I will be volunteer voluntarily quarantining as is for the opening weekend of March Madness, as I typically do. But this would be an unbelievable thing for Donald Trump to do if he made this something we did this year and beyond. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of ways we could parlay this into maybe having Super Bowl Monday off as well. Although I think this would be way better than having Monday after the Super Bowl off because the Monday after the Super Bowl, nothing's on TV. Like You just kind of sit around and hang out, I guess. But this would be absolutely phenomenal, being able to, you know, the entire American population, being able to sit at home, watch all these basketball games, watch everyone's brackets bust into flames. I think it would be fantastic. Still gives everybody the opportunity to get their brackets in, right? We're working until Wednesday. Uh, and then we are getting multiple days off. We're adding to the national holiday list. Uh, we are effectively taking a couple of days off as a nation to calm down and just enjoy basketball. I think it's a genius idea. Eddie, are you with me? It's a genius idea. Let's do it, Clay. I'm all for it. Uh, although I would say I kind of agree with Danny. I'm not sure about how I would enjoy the games without the fans. It would certainly take some getting used to. I remember when I was a kid, they had an NFL game. I think it was the Dolphins and the Jets with no announcers. And I remember watching it thinking, this is just so weird. I I, I don't like this just because it was different. And so I'm not sure about the no crowd there while you're watching the game. I watch a large percentage of games with the game on mute um, because, you know, either I'm gambling and I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear the announcers talk about the other side that I'm on or it's a team that I'm choosing to root for and if they're not playing well, I convince myself that the announcers are allied against us. Uh, so I don't think it would really impact my enjoyment at all. I mean, I think it would seem strange uh, initially but uh, I, I think you would get over it pretty quickly. Um, and uh, again, I think the actual impact would be would be biddable um, in terms of uh, in terms of how it would change the overall game. Now, I do think some things would be super strange. Like if you're going to play the games without fans, why do you need to be in big arenas? That's that's kind of like why would you play the Final Four in Atlanta? in an 80,000-seat football stadium 
if there are no fans that are going to be present? Why wouldn't you just play it in a small college gym, which would look less cavernous and seem much less strange than opening up Mercedes-Benz Stadium and having 80,000 empty seats there? Like, things like that. This happened years and years ago. I mean, it's probably been like a decade or more in the SEC when, some of you may remember this, the Georgia Dome got hit by a tornado while the games were going on. Do you remember this? Um, and uh, and there were we were very fortunate. I don't think anybody was killed uh, who was at the venue watching the SEC basketball tournament. But the Georgia Dome became structurally unsound because of the tor- tornado that hit it, uh, literally while the game was going on. Uh, and as a result, they moved the SEC basketball tournament, I believe, to Georgia Tech and played it effectively in front of no crowds. They were trying to limit the number of fans that could get into that game. And uh, it looked a bit strange on television, but it was a much smaller venue and it ended up being able to be played fine without any major changes here. Roberto, what do you think about this? Good idea, Clay. And then uh, I was going to say uh... – a few years ago in Baltimore, the Orioles played a, a baseball game. That's right. During the riots surrounding yeah. Freddie, uh, Freddie Gray, exactly, they yeah. played an empty stadium game. Yeah, that was, that was, that was crazy. It was a little weird, but, but uh, hey, you, you got to do what you have to do. I think one thing that's obviously strange about that is uh, if, the, if the arena is basically empty, you can hear the announcers, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That for the players has to be really weird where, you know, if you're sitting there calling the game – uh, the players can basically hear what what you're saying as they're running up and down the court, and you can easily hear what the players are saying back and forth, calling out plays, uh, what uh, what the coaches are saying. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be One thing we should also add here, by the way, is that while we are focused on college and pro athletics, it's also worth mentioning that many of you listening out there in all 50 states are also probably dealing with high school level athletics uh, and below. Uh, And Michael uh, from Connecticut just uh, reached out and said, I listen to your show every day. Love it. Keep up the great work. Just wanted to let you know, as I coach high school basketball, Connecticut made the ridiculous decision to cancel the entire girls and boys state basketball tournaments because of the coronavirus. The girls were already two rounds in and the boys started Monday. Unbelievable. It seems strange to me to make that decision too. Again, I don't I don't find the idea. If you want to say that you can't have people uh, coming to watch sporting events because of the danger of communicable diseases, I understand that a decision I don't understand why you can't play the game without crowds present that seems like a very reasonable compromise to me and by the way the CDC just announced um, on their Twitter feed uh, I'm reading this right now uh, the CDC reported 14,000 people in the U.S. have died from the flu this season including 92 children We haven't done anything to change our behavior over 14,000 people dying, including 92 children. There are 30 people who have died of the coronavirus so far. And we are losing our minds. Let me repeat that. This season alone, which has actually been a relatively mild flu season so far, 14,000 people died including 92 children. So far, the coronavirus worldwide has killed just over 4,000. That's worldwide. In the United States, it has killed 30 and zero children. Yet we are losing our minds over the coronavirus and we did absolutely nothing to protect ourselves against the flu. I think that's because people are used to the flu and they don't fear it and because the media doesn't cover every flu illness like they cover every coronavirus illness nationwide. 
we got a lot of people who want to weigh in. 877-996-6369. Who's up first, Dub? We got Kevin in New Hampshire. Kevin, what do you think? Hey, good morning, Clay. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling. I am a teacher, and our school's been talking about this idea that we may have to close for two, three weeks. So I think your idea is perfect. It gives everyone an opportunity to watch some basketball. You can stay ahead of it, and you don't have to worry about this coming up later. Yeah, thanks for the call. I think a lot of people are terrified of the idea of a quarantine. I think that's one of the elements of fear that's out there. And it's funny. I mean, like I was talking to my wife last night, and she's talking about the quarantine, how she's nervous and everything else. And I said, hey, you know what? I would I would sign up for a quarantine right now. If you told me that I got two weeks off and I wasn't allowed to work at all, which is the case for most people. I, I work from home, so I don't think the quarantine impacts me at all. It just, it, it just means that my kids are running around like crazy because my kids are out of school right now. And they've been out of school since Friday. So they have missed four straight school days. And then we got spring break next week. I'm like, I'm jealous of my kids getting out for the coronavirus. You know what they're doing? They're playing basketball in the backyard. They're playing Madden. I told my wife, I said, man, babe, I would love this. If they told me that I couldn't work for two weeks, that's like two weeks of vacation. I would catch up on all the streaming shows that I haven't had time for. I would sleep more than four and a half or five hours a night, which is what I average now, it feels like, most of the time. I would turn off my alarms. I would turn off my cell phone. I would, like, I would, you tell, like, this is ideal. I said, what are you so afraid of? I mean, we wouldn't have to do anything. We'd just be able to chill, watch Netflix, watch all the sporting events that are taking place as long as, uh, as long as there's no crowds. Kick back, watch the NCAA tournament. I can pull out my phone and bet on all the games. I mean, I think it would be remarkable. So I don't know what people are so afraid of with the idea of the quarantine, especially if everybody was just given nationwide sick leave and people got paid for the two weeks which is what the president and congressional leaders are talking about in some ways is a stimulus package to protect people in the event that they are not able to work. And so this to me seems like kind of an ideal scenario. Now, obviously, other people have more serious jobs and are kind of in my boat. If you are a nurse or you are a doctor then you're a, or a first responder, It's not like you can ever stop work either. Firemen don't just get to stay home. Police don't get to just stay home. Neither do doctors and nurses. You guys are going to continue to work regardless. But for 95% at least of workers all around the country, I don't know what the biggest fear is. Who's up next, Dub? Ryan in California. Ryan, what you got for me? Yeah, if the... um... WNBA can play in front of no fans. Our young <laughs> college men can do the same, don't you think? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, there. Look, I've, thanks for the call. I have played high school athletics uh, for you know my life when I was uh, growing up. Anybody who played high school athletics knows that sporting events can go on in front of no fans. There are a lot of high school athletes there. Like, man, we had a hundred people show up for my games, and most of those people were getting in for free. So yeah, look. Uh, the, the, there are a lot of athletes that are used to playing without crowds present. Who's up next, Dub? 
Blue in Kentucky. Blue, my boy Blue, what you got for me? Hey, Clay, I'm I'm in full agreement with the overblowing of this whole thing. Uh, you put it in a good uh, put it in a good way yesterday when you pointed out that six thousand people die in the world every day, and we haven't reached every, that number yet. No, no, but every gonna, hour, every hour, I, I, Blue, I, yeah, over six thousand people die today. Yeah, yeah, I mis- I misquoted that. Yeah, every hour, and um. But uh, I'm going to be a bit of the antagonist on the on the crowd not being there. I, I do believe it's an integral part of the game. The NCAA basketball, probably more than anything, is a game of runs. And I just feel like when that when the, when you get a few baskets in a row and the crowd goes nuts, and you go from being gassed to having a, a big adrenaline boost, and all of a sudden you got neuropinephrine, serotonin, endorphins just bouncing all over your head, and you and you, the refs are affected by that too, and and you get those runs. And that's why those so many coaches call timeouts during that. I just think it really changed the game. I don't want to hear shoes squeaking on the floor. I want to hear the pop of the crowd. I understand that argument, but if your argument is because you understand what other people are going to say, they're going to say just cancel the whole tournament. Thanks for the call. We don't go. One of the challenges that exists in American society today is there are extremists, and they tend to dictate our conversation no matter what the topic is. Right, most people, most people are reasonable, and they see a lot of gray. The people who get the most attention are black and white, and I'm not talking about races. I'm talking about the way they see things. And the person's arguing, "Oh, here is the black view, and here is the white view, and everybody else who's out there in the middle in the gray, like they don't get a lot of attention." So when you break down this scenario. I think some people are going to start arguing, why why are you even having the NCAA tournament at all? Why are we even traveling? Why are we bringing people around and all this stuff? And uh, and that is the challenge. And by the way, here's the other challenge that's going to happen. We j- I, I asked this, I think, on the show yesterday, but in the English Premier League, they are quarantining two different teams because one of the English Premier League owners has tested positive for the coronavirus. I believe that's the facts, right? That just came out late last night. So what happens when a player on an NCAA tournament team tests positive for coronavirus? Hopefully it won't happen. But if a player tests positive, then the whole team has to be quarantined for two weeks. They can't play at all. So are they going to forfeit games? That's that's the, 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 the real challenge here, I think. Do they just postpone the NCAA tournament? I mean, I, I don't know if that's possible. Uh, if, uh, if, if they put it all the way back into the summer, if we had May Madness or June Madness instead of March Madness, is that possible? I don't know the answer from a television perspective, but I think these are all legitimate conversations that are going to have to take place. And obviously the NBA is having a big meeting today to talk about the future of the league. And I think it's likely the NBA is going to decide to play games in front of no fans. I think that's where the NBA is headed. I think that's the most likely outcome there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Who's up next, Dub? Tommy in Florida. Tommy, what you got for me? All right, man. Thanks for bringing some sanity back to this planet here. I got two comments that I'd like to hear what you have to say about them. First, if you're going to start these quarantines and all, at what point 
are you going to lift them? Because presumably more people are going to be found to have the virus. If you like, if your kids said, where your school says, all right, we're going to, we're going to cancel school. Well, when do you bring them back six months from now? Yeah. Right. My next point is that, you know, I mean, at what point is, you know, how much of this, cause you don't mind getting political, which is one of the reasons why I listen to your show every day. How much of this is we had the Mueller report. We had the Russia collusion. We had impeachment. How much of this is the media saying, this is our next thing. This is what's going to put Joe Biden in the, in the White House because they hate Trump and they realize that people are going to blame this and say, well, Trump screwed this up. And he did this and he did this. So I'm voting for Joe Biden. Yeah, you I think, think that's I that's what I think it is. Yeah, thanks for the call. Look, all I know is that we have had so many different things that are going to kill us, right? We had Zika. We had SARS. We had MERS. We had the H1N1, the swine flu, which may be H1N1. I can't even remember. All of these media obsessions that are going to kill everybody. Right now, there are around 30 people that have died in the United States from the coronavirus compared zero kids compared to a relatively mild flu season that killed 12,000 and uh, over, I believe, 90 kids, according to the CDC. And nobody canceled anything for the flu. Not one discussion was ever made about the flu when one player got the flu. Steph Curry's got the flu right now. And the flu is more infectious than the coronavirus. And nobody has said anything about the idea of, well, we got to quarantine Steph Curry and the entirety of the Golden State Warrior team because they've come in close contact with him. I think there is a obsession here that is not justified by the reality. And I think the challenge becomes fear can dictate its own reality if people wildly overreact, and I think that's what we're seeing worldwide. Look, I would feel differently if when a country decides to act because they decide the outbreak has become significant enough there was evidence that that was almost impossible to have work. But China, basically, in, they created this, this virus, right, in Wuhan, and they basically have stopped it with their uh, measures that they undertook, and there were tens of thousands of people who had the virus at the time that they stopped it. South Korea has basically stopped the virus in their country as well. Uh, and there were many more people who had the virus there than in the United States. So if at some point we need to undertake more drastic measures in order to stop the virus, we already know it's possible because of what's happened with China and South Korea. So if this virus were um, impossible to stop, I'd be like, well, this is scary, but we know that it's possible to stop. And if they can do it in China and South Korea where they had more substantial outbreaks, why in the world would we not be able to do it? So I'm not concerned about it in the same way because I think I have enough data and analysis to know that this is not going to end us all. In fact, I think that far less people are going to die of the coronavirus in the United States than died of the flu this year. And if we're willing to accept tens of thousands of flu deaths every year, right now there are 30 people who've died of the coronavirus. Right now, of all the people who have tested positive, and a lot of people have it and haven't even been tested, over 90% of them require 
no treatment at all and just sit in their house until they feel better. So this is not like you're going to start bleeding out of your eyes. This is not Ebola. You're going to be fine if you get this by and large. Some people aren't. People who have suppressed immune systems, people who are older, they're the same people who die from the flu by and large, except the flu also kills a lot more kids. This doesn't even kill any kids worldwide. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be the conference basketball tournaments are underway in some places 
the ACC is underway. The SEC will begin tonight. Big 12, I believe, as well. ACC, Pac-12, everybody in the big conferences about to be underway. The question is, will this be the only basketball that's played in front of a crowd as we come down the tournament run of March Madness? We'll have to wait and see. The same uh, question holds over the NBA, which is having a major meeting about how to deal with the coronavirus today. There are reports that there could be games that are moved uh, to parts of the country with less significant uh, outbreaks. Right now, if you're paying attention to where uh, the uh, the cases are the most severe, they are in Washington State and also in New York State. Uh, California also has uh, some of the uh, the situation as well. Uh, but by and large, Washington State and uh, New York State have the majority of our viruses. Uh, LeBron James, if you remember, what day was it we talked about LeBron? Monday? Uh, on Monday, LeBron James uh, had audio that came out. I think it was, was it after the Clippers game? After Friday's game, LeBron James evidently being the only person on the planet who hadn't heard about, well, let me just play the audio for you. Uh, this was LeBron on uh, head in the weekend as uh, he was asked about playing games without uh, the fans present. It's impossible. I ain't playing. <laughs> if I ain't got the fans in the crowd, that's who I play for. I play for my teammates. Play for I play for the fans. That's what it's all about. So if I show up to an arena and ain't no fans in there, I ain't playing. All right, and then he later said, uh, "This ain't Europe." Uh, when he was told that they were canceling games uh, and that he didn't care about that. Um, there's also further audio of that. So that's why he was asked, by the way, because Europe had begun to cancel games uh, and or play without fans present. So yesterday, LeBron uh, got the memo from the league. This is what he said. When I was asked the question, uh, would you play without no fans? I had no idea that it was actually a conversation going on behind closed doors about the particular virus. Um, Obviously, I would be very disappointed, you know, not having the fans because that's what I play for. I play for my family. I play for my fans. They're saying no one could actually come to the game if they decide to go to that point. So I'd be disappointed in that, you know. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta listen to uh, you know the people that's keeping a track on what's going on. And if they feel like it's best for uh, the safety of the players, the safety of the franchise, safety of the league, um, to a mandate that, then we all we all listen to it. So LeBron eventually got back to the cleanup on aisle four there and uh, and basically completely contradicted himself. Now, do you really believe that LeBron had heard no nothing at all about the idea of playing without fans present prior to being asked that question? If, he, if it were LeBron uh, being honest, LeBron, I believe, could have just said, look, uh, I was trying to be a little bit funny in response to a serious question. I didn't handle that very well. The truth of the matter is, if there are going to be games that are played without fans present, I will show up and play uh, so people can watch on television. They may want to watch us on television if they're not able to get out. Uh, I know that we are entertainers, and uh, in times of crisis, people oftentimes need entertainment more than they do when everything's going well, right? These are not hard questions. It really is amazing to me how often LeBron is asked anything other than basketball and completely bungles this. So he's cleaned it up uh, and admitted that he would. As I said, when this happened on Monday and we came and we talked about it, I said, look, LeBron's being an idiot here. He misanswered the question. 
I'm sure that Adam Silver or his play or his representatives are going to talk to him, and he's going to have to walk all this back. Uh, Danny G, do you buy into the idea that LeBron had not heard anything? Is he the only player or fan in the country that hadn't heard anything about the idea of playing without fans present? Well, that would really surprise me because we were talking about it on National Airwaves Friday morning. So if he went all day into that game against the Bucks without hearing a word. That was not, not even the beginning of the conversation. No, it this wasn't. conversation has been going on for weeks. But I'm uh, talking about, about as far as the soccer stuff in Europe, that conversation. And look, it doesn't surprise me that he didn't handle this exactly the right way afterwards because obviously he didn't handle it the right way going into it. So it wasn't just walking back. It was moonwalking. <laughs> I don't – yeah, it, it is funny. Dub, do you think that LeBron had no clue – that there were uh, sporting events where fans were not being allowed to show up for? If he really had no clue, then I think he was probably the only man in America that had no clue about this conversation going on because it's a conversation that's going on on multiple different platforms, multiple different you know, types of shows, types of news, and it's something that I think probably literally 99% of people, probably 100% now, are aware of this conversation happening yeah eddie you do updates you're pretty cognizant of what people are talking about in the world of sports do you buy that lebron james who brands himself as a super fan and pays attention he's weighing in on major league baseball suspending players and everything else that he had no clue that the discussion was going on about playing games without fans present yeah, I mean, you basically took the words out of my mouth. LeBron James prides himself on being informed and being, you know, willing to comment on anything that's out there that's uh, in the headlines. For him not to know what was going on, uh, obviously, doesn't sell. Uh, Roberto, you make it unanimous. Yeah, come on, LeBron. Uh, so uh, the positive there is LeBron has, you know, gotten the memo now that he sounded like an idiot and he claims that he didn't know, didn't know. Sorry, I didn't know about this. Uh, as potentially being an option, and uh, and now again, I think if you go into uh, go into the the further discussion of that, we played a shortened version. Like the media actually says, you know, this is happening in Europe, and he says something like, "I don't care what's happening in Europe. We're talking about America," <laughs> which is also funny. So they actually informed him then, but I don't even understand. He doesn't he own a part of an English Premier League team? Yeah, Liverpool. So you're where, telling me where uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, is Jurgen Klopp. That's yeah. right. You're telling me that LeBron, who owns part of an English Premier League soccer team, is not aware of games being played without fans in European soccer. I, I mean, this is just such a blatant lie from LeBron that it's just. I mean, I look. LeBron is a good basketball player. I don't think you can trust him on almost any opinion because he is so desperate to be liked that he isn't actually authentic. And so uh, he thought he could score points by saying, I play for the fans. That's all I care about. And now that he finds out, oh, I might not be able to play in front of the fans, well, if it's the right decision, then then we're going to do it. And by the way, some people, we're going to talk with Dan Wetzel next, Yahoo Sports National Columnist in Hour 3. Uh, we are going to talk with both Shannon Spake and Petros Papadakis. Uh, some people are like, why are you talking about the coronavirus and its intersection with the world of sports? What else should we be talking about? Right? I, those are my favorite people. Like, this is by far the biggest story in sports. We talk about every day pretty much the biggest story in sports if there is a big story in sports, right? Some days there are no big stories in sports. Trust me, we know. 
when you do sports talk radio in June and July, uh, once the NBA ends, you are well aware of the, the the dark zone that we have entered into the summer months when it comes to lack of sporting events. Trust me. It's why I take a vacation in the summer. But this is by far the biggest story. People are like, well, you've talked about this for multiple days. Yeah, because it keeps changing every day. And because today we're talking about the Ivy League canceling games and the NBA is having a meeting talking about playing games without fans present. And in the English Premier League, they're quarantining two, foot, two, uh, two soccer teams. Those are pretty big stories that have all happened in the last 24 hours. And I also believe that it's my job to share factual information about things that are going on in the country. And sports is a huge part of this overall story. The governors of multiple states in Ohio, in Washington, where there are going to be NCAA tournament games played, have basically said, yeah, we shouldn't have any crowds of over a couple of hundred people gathering for any event. It's kind of a big deal. NCAA tournament starts in the state of Ohio on Tuesday with the play-in games in Dayton. Governor of Ohio, where I believe they only have like three or four coronavirus cases in the entire state, has said that only family members are allowed to go watch state uh, championships in the state of Ohio. So I think each student that is playing in these games gets a couple of three or four uh, opportunities to allow family members to come in and watch them. So it's going to be a big deal. Uh, And my position is that we are overreacting to something that we haven't experienced before uh, and that the overreaction and the fear is more dangerous than the coronavirus itself. Some people disagree. Some people think this is political. Uh, I think some people are like, oh, this is the only reason this is a story is because Donald Trump's president. I think, unfortunately, we live in an era where everything is so political that uh, it wouldn't really matter who the president was. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to believe the president because of their politics. I think that's unfortunate. As I said on the show early on, I don't think anybody regardless of their politics, is in favor of people dying. But I think we live in this era where everything is 50-50 and somehow it's considered political to analyze the coronavirus. My perspective on it is reasonable, intelligent people need to share as many reasonable and intelligent facts as possible to help prevent the spread of panic. Did you see the Memphis video that I tweeted out yesterday? Did you guys all see the Memphis local news story? That so far has been the highlight of this entire week. The dad spraying his kid with the whatever. Lysol or disinfectant (laughs) or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, the news reporter said it was some sort of disinfectant. So Right in the face, by the way. Yes, in the face. The fact that you could spray your kid in the face with Febreze before you send him off to class is insane. Or at the end of the school day to try to prevent the coronavirus. Look, we got people, y'all, we got people showing up in their own, like parents in Memphis in this story, showing up in their own handmade hazmat coronavirus outfits. If you are at home right now and you are making your own hazmat coronavirus outfit, 
you don't need to go anywhere in public. You need to walk straight to the insane asylum and check yourself in. If you are a dad and you are spraying your kids down with Febreze to try to protect them from the coronavirus, you need to have your parenting ability taken away. Like, there are people out there making such irrational decisions that I'm like, oh my God, what what are you, like, how is it possible that you are this unintelligent? And it's because there is a mania, there is a frenzy, there is an insanity, there is a panic, there is a fear that is setting in and it's leading people to make irrational decisions. And people get mad at me. I really do. Like, just go look at my mentions. Because I'm reasonable and because I share facts and because, by and large, I don't overreact to stories that people are motivated by from when it comes to fear. And this is this has been the consistent... Like, if you're just now starting to listen to this radio program, and I know a lot of people are new because, you know, I hate to brag or draw attention to myself, but our audience was up over 50% in January of most recent ratings book that we got over last year. And I think it's because there is a huge demand for just being reasonable. Like, don't lose your mind every day. And there are so many people out there, in the media as well, that lose their mind every day and are constantly selling this idea of the world's going to end And I'm like the dude who's like, yeah, I think the sun's going to come up tomorrow. And we're going to be fine. You are probably not going to be infected by the coronavirus. You are probably not going to get sick if you get infected. You are not going to have to worry about your kids being infected by the coronavirus because literally no kids, at least being negatively impacted from a medical perspective, No kids worldwide have died from the coronavirus because they seem to be immune to it. If you are under the, if you are not a senior citizen and you are relatively healthy, well over 80% and over 90% so far in New York of people who get the coronavirus require no medical treatment for it. It's just like they got the cold or they got the flu and a very mild case of the cold or the flu, and they're going to be fine. What just happened there? Are you guys alive? Did the coronavirus just just arrive in the studio? That was stretching. Like, are you – you have to scream when you stretch? Yeah, always. Feels better. I sometimes wonder how this show has the (laughs) success that it does. In the middle of me talking about the coronavirus, you just screamed. It actually scared me. There's probably 10 people who drove off the road all over the country. (laughs) So the point here is I'm trying to be reasonable in a time when there is no reasonableness. Uh, And that drives a lot of people crazy because they want to be chicken little. They want to believe the sky is falling and that the world is coming to a close. You're going to be fine. Worst case scenario, a month from now, in this country, I believe there will be almost no coronavirus cases. And if we need to undertake actions like China and South Korea and Italy because the spread of this disease has become significant enough that that is determined to be necessary, 
we will stop the spread of the coronavirus and we will be fine. My prediction, based on what has happened in China, where they had tens of thousands of more cases, is that way more people are going to die of the flu this year in the United States than die of the coronavirus. Most of you didn't care at all about the flu. You didn't change your behavior at all. We got dudes out there that haven't worn a condom in 30 years making their own hazmat coronavirus costumes. I mean, there are millions of people with HIV out there and you won't even strip on a condom when you have sex. We got people out there that haven't gotten a free flu shot in a generation that are running around like crazy, terrified of the coronavirus. The flu's more likely to kill you. You're more likely to get HIV than you are to get the coronavirus. And people don't even care. And yet the coronavirus is out there and we got dudes spraying their kids down with Febreze because they think it's going to protect them. It's unbelievable to me. I feel like the last sane man in media. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We bring in now Yahoo Sports National columnist Dan Wetzel. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Wetzel. Dan, you're in Michigan. Uh, I'm glad, first of all, that you're still alive. The coronavirus hasn't killed you. Um, but uh, as, a, uh, as a secondary part of this, what in the world's going to happen? So we got the NCAA tournament next week. The NBA is meeting uh, today to discuss their response to the coronavirus. Where do you see this headed? I think the NCAA basketball tournament is going to be played with no fans. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's where we're headed. These are all predictions. Yeah. I could see the NBA actually shutting down for a couple weeks um, or playing with no fans. But um, I think with the NCAA, there's a couple of things with the NCAA basketball tournament. One, it's this sprawling 14-location, three-week event. And, you know, what happens if a team, you know, somebody, look, I'm not scared of this thing, right? I'm, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm flying, I'm going to an airport right now. All right. So, um, but, you know, you can, you certainly can get this and you can get sick. What happens if one guy on a team gets it and they got to quarantine the team? Like yep. what? I mean, it's, it's not easy. The other thing I, I talked to a bunch of people in college athletics and I, I, I'd be interested in your take on this as an attorney. They're scared not just of really the coronavirus and all that, but of getting sued because of the coronavirus. What's the liability of a university or the NCAA if one of the players gets the coronavirus and can try to trace it to, I was at, I had to go because I'm on scholarship and this is how I, I'm basically an employee, which is another dicey thing for the NCAA to try to admit. Um, and I got coronavirus in the NCAA tournament, and here's a bunch of deep pockets, my university and, and, and March Madness, and I'm going to sue them both, or there's a class action suit, or what happens, what kind of liability is there? And I, I actually think a lot of employers are wrestling with that, which is why they're telling everyone to stay home to try to limit their liability, not be out of the goodness of, of public health. So talking to a lot of people in college athletics, that's one of the concerns is they're literally like, we don't know what we're walking into here because we've never had this situation. And, it's, and these decisions aren't just based on are we being wimps or are we being too tough or whatever uh, goes into it. It's, it's, a, it's a business decision, too. Yeah, so uh, there are so many legal permutations to unravel here uh, with what is a relatively novel coronavirus uh, outbreak in some ways. Uh, this is me putting on my lawyer hat because it's it's an interesting question. I think ultimately, 
First of all, people don't behave rationally in the midst of crisis, right? I I think that is beyond a shadow of a doubt proven true by just the run on toilet paper and bottled water, which is completely (laughs) illogical in the country. Like, there's no reason of all the things. Like, I understand the hand sanitizer. I understand the Lysol wipes. The fact that there might be a shortage of that product makes some logical sense to me. I can see a lot of people saying, oh, crap, I need to go buy this. The fact that people are are making there be water bottle shortages and, yeah. uh, and toilet paper shortages is proof that people don't behave rationally. The reason why I use that as an example is ultimately people are jurors. And so I believe that a jury that was sitting impaneled right now making a decision about the coronavirus is unlikely to be an intelligent jury. By the time that we had jurors making decisions about coronavirus lawsuits a year and a half from now, I think they would be much more likely to understand it in the larger context and would behave more rationally. So, to use your example, I don't think if anybody filed a lawsuit and said, the reason why I got the flu is because I had to travel to X city and play in this game uh, as a part of a NCAA tournament basketball and now the uh, NCAA or my university is liable because I got the flu, right? I mean, you went to college, I went to college. People get sick in dorms. They're like Petri dishes. One person gets sick, the whole dorm can go down, whether it's with a cold, whether it's with the flu, whether it's, unfortunately, uh, with uh, with other uh, sexually transmitted <laughs> diseases. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I mean, if you've ever walked into student health – on a college campus, then there is a constant flow of people that are much sicker than they would be if they had stayed home and never gone to college probably in the first place because there's a lot more exposure to uh, to pathogens. So I think that argument will not hold water by the time it actually gets in front of a jury if it's even allowed to get in front of a jury. Um, but in the short term, I think people could be terrified of it. Yeah. You'd have to defend yeah. a lawsuit, which is costly. You may have to defend a class action suit. You may have, and and I'm not saying this is what they're, this is what they're doing. It's just, it's one more concern that's out there that you that you or I, or you know the average person listening goes, I you know I hadn't thought of that. Well, this is their what they're paid to do is to think of this. Yeah, here's what and I would so say, Dan, is that's what I one, think you... That's one of the problems. One of the ones that you hit on is, let's say you start playing the NCAA tournament, and ultimately the goal is to get to the Final Four. And uh, one of your Final Four teams, after they win, this is very asymptomatic, and so you could have guys who are playing and fearing, feeling pretty healthy, but suddenly one of the players or coaches tests positive for the coronavirus. And you've got the Final Four set and suddenly one of the four teams in the Final Four can't play. So are you going to postpone for weeks the Final Four so that you can have this quarantine? How do you practice during the quarantine? How do you maintain your, uh, your, uh, your health You know, in terms of uh, just being able to run up and down the basketball court when you're not able to practice? How do you play at a high level? Um, that, I think, is one of the worst-case scenarios for the NCAA is even if you're playing in front of uh, fans not being present, then boom, oh man, suddenly this is a major issue. You can't forfeit a Final Four game because some coach or player happens to have 
the uh, coronavirus, but you can't play it either. So that, I think, would be, uh, as the tournament plays itself out, one of the big challenges here, and you're starting to see that happen. I think there are two English Premier League soccer teams, if I'm not mistaken, that are now in the midst of a quarantine over an owner getting the coronavirus. Right. So same thing with the NBA or the NHL. Yeah. Certainly maybe the NBA. You just say, look, we don't know what's going on right now. We're just going to sit out for the next couple weeks and see what happens. And we're because our goal at the NBA is to have the playoffs cranking in April. And, you know, yeah, these games are fine, but we might lose some gate. You know, and so that's why, you know, could that be a consideration? And, and uh, I don't know. Now, like someone was like, oh, they'll cancel the Masters. So the Masters is a four-day golf tournament. I, the guys can get through that. That's and you also could problem. easily play the Masters without crowd present. Easy. No problem. And I think they might very well do that because the Augusta National isn't sitting there going, well, we need these ticket sales and we don't care and we'll just do this. And it'd actually be a pretty interesting Masters because you'd have this epic golf tournament with no fans cheering. Yeah. You know, so like Tiger hits – Hits it within two feet on 16 on Sunday, and it's just like, you know, tip your cap. To yeah, what you the only person you can hear is Vern Lundquist up in the observation not. chortling. Um, yeah, but because of the – because there, it's more complicated, you know, than, than what's going on. It, it's more complicated than, I think, first look, and, and I'm guilty of it too. I look at what – the Ivy League tour – like how many fans are even going to be there? What's yeah. going on? But there, there are a lot of considerations, and in a society, as one AD said to me yesterday, look, somebody was on that Prince's cruise ship. They got off and was sent directly to quarantine on a, on a, a, like a military base, and they already sued the cruise line. Like, they weren't even <laughs> waiting. And so this is America. We're looking for someone to sue, someone to blame, someone to scream at, someone to tweet at. You know, we are not nice people right now. This is not a nice country right now. This is the state we're in. So you really think that they're not going to sue the NCAA? Of course they're going to. So there's a lot of thoughts into it. And that's why I think trying to sit there and say, I don't know, and there's some pause, makes a lot of sense. And the NCAA basketball tournament is very tricky. I think it needs to be played and you run that risk of, you know what, sorry, we got a semifinal that didn't exist. But I think you limit it by saying, you know what, there ain't going to be any fans of this thing. And we're not playing in Mercedes that's what I said, too. You yeah. can't play so in an empty 80,000-seat dome. Like, it makes no sense if there's no crowd. No, you might as well State's just play it in a court. small – yeah, right? High school. I mean, you know, I mean, you probably can let the media in. I, you know, uh, if they screen – I don't know. I don't know what you do, but you could, you could just put it at, at Georgia Tech at the very least. So, I think a lot of things are going to happen. Yesterday, I thought, was a tipping point, and all of a sudden, everyone's feeling real about this. The nut, You know – I think everyone was hopeful with some of the messaging. We got it contained or, you know, we can handle this. You know, clearly this is not contained. It's going to blow up in numbers. And, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not personally worried about, you know, dying or whatever. You can play this, uh, you know, and laugh at me later. But uh, (laughs) if it doesn't turn out for me. If I I die, there's going to be a whole lot of ironic takes that people are going to be able to pull. Yeah. Oh, yeah, celebration as well. um, we're talking with Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National Columnist. Uh, so here is here's my question. This is what I opened the show with. It seems to me that if you looked at, like, let's say the Cold War or even college football recruiting, it is a war of excess, right? Where one person is like, oh, I'm going to have this new weapon 
and then somebody else tries to match it. And it ends up being this arms race, literal arms race. And now you have facilities in college sports where teams are all competing. Every new facility is getting torn down in like 10 years because they got to compete with a new one. How do you stop the spread of we're going to take the most drastic action possible? Because I think that's where we are right now, right? I think the Ivy League canceled their entire tournament because they're like, oh, look, we care more about the coronavirus than you do. And the MAC does it. And uh, and the NBA might do it. And then that puts pressure on the NHL and Major League Baseball to all make the same decision. How do you stop the, uh, the sort of reverse arms race, I would say, where everybody is attempting now to lay down their weapons and everybody's trying to do it in as obs- aggressive and, I would argue, at some point, obsequious as fashion as possible. How do you stop that from happening? Like well, when is I, when is the limit of reasonableness passed? Uh, like for instance, I would say in the Ivy League, why not just play these games in front of no fans? They didn't do that, and there are a lot of people who are players and uh, coaches in the Ivy League that are furious and mad. fans. Uh, so they've gone obviously so far to the extreme of all college athletics. The next step, I guess, would be a league saying, we're not going to allow our team to even play in the NCAA tournament. We're withdrawing, right? Who knows if that might happen? Uh, but like everybody, it seems like, is competing to be the most drastically overreactive to this incident. Well, and then that plays into the legal stuff because now you have precedent. So you imagine right. you're sitting in front of a jury and you're the University of Kentucky and, the, and, and, and someone's saying, so the, the NBA shut down. Why the LA Lakers and they're you know they're paying guys thirty million dollars yep. a year? They don't think they're safe, but this poor kid who's not making any money, right? So it it that also plays into it, and then you go, geez, I'm just not going to be on that. Why the Mid American Conference not play with fans, but the SEC is? Yeah, right. I, that's that's a really good argument in front of a jury. Um, so you get into all of those things um, on it. How do you stop it? I don't know. I think that one thing that you know, I think one thing that everyone's looking for is some kind of clear guidance on what this is, what's going on, what's real, what's safe, what isn't, and, and some trust in that message. And I don't think we've gotten that from officials. Uh, I think you get tons of mixed messages from various various sources, and we don't have that singular voice that's sitting there saying, okay, here's the deal. And, and, and this is what, and now, you know, is everyone, you know, 80% of the people in the country are going to, are going to trust and believe. I just don't think we have that. So nobody knows. And I don't know that it's possible because nobody knows about this, this, this virus, right? Isn't this the big problem with polarization? Six weeks ago. This is the problem with polarization in general and lack of faith in institutions, regardless of whether you are a Democrat or Republican or an independent is we live in such a 50-50 society that it wouldn't matter whether the president is Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Ted Cruz, whoever the political figures are, there is so little across the aisle reaching that I can't even think of who the political figure is that people would be like, oh, I believe everything that he's saying or she's saying, right? Like people are like, oh, I don't believe Donald Trump. 
But there's an equal number of people that if Hillary Clinton were in charge, would be like, oh, Hillary Clinton started this virus, right? Like, I mean, they're, right. like, it doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, there are people, the crazy- people who are like China, this is a biological weapon. Like, if you go into your mentions, there's so much distrust and conspiracy. We got to go to break say- here. Uh, yeah. But I appreciate you hopping on, Dan Wetzel at Yahoo Sports. We'll talk about this a little bit more. We'll unpack it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back in. I hope all of you are having uh, good Wednesdays, wherever you may be across the country. Uh, We have got a loaded final hour coming with you. Uh, Shannon Spake is going to join us first, and then Petros Papadakis. Uh, we'll see what happens with the latest on uh, the coronavirus as uh, we unpack the continuing fallout there in the world of sports. And I would say this in general is probably uh, the biggest challenge is, and I, I talked about this recently, what happens if a player gets sick? Now, right now, there are only 1,000 cases out of 327 million people uh, in the country. Right, so it's a tiny pinprick of a uh, of a coronavirus infection, uh, but the way everybody is responding, then you're going to have to quarantine yourself for two weeks. So the entire team would have to quarantine themselves for two weeks. So they can't play, they can't practice. That would seem to be a major issue for the leagues going forward. And we just talked with Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports national columnist, and he said, okay, well, you know, there's possibility that instead of even playing games without crowds present, without fans present, maybe they just take a couple of weeks off. The thing is, if you take a couple of weeks off and you quarantine yourself, first of all, you have to not go out, which I don't know how many athletes would truly just put themselves in their house and not go anywhere, but... Every time somebody new tests positive, you have to quarantine yourself for two more weeks. So if that's the standard that's being applied here, then every time a new player in the league would test positive, there would have to be a new team quarantining itself for two weeks. So what I'm getting at is this thing doesn't just end after two weeks. Because let's say you quarantine yourself for two weeks, all right, you come back, there still is the uh, the contagion and the outbreak. And during that two weeks, if somebody new tests positive, then you have to quarantine yourself for two more weeks. So the process just keeps playing itself out, and it's almost on a never-ending loop until we get down to zero infections. Now, this is completely different than the way that we behave with the flu. Steph Curry's got the flu right now. We didn't quarantine the entire Golden State Warrior team, even though some of their coaches and players might also have the flu now because they were in close contact with Steph Curry. And we don't quarantine for the flu or cancel any athletic events, even though the flu kills tens of thousands of people every year in this country. The coronavirus has killed 30. And most of that 30 is in one nursing home in Washington State. I saw one bit of news that I thought was a good idea. Maybe you can't visit nursing homes at all during the coronavirus outbreak so that we don't take uh, the coronavirus into the most vulnerable place and create an epidemic there. That seems like a pretty logical thing to do. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be as you're waking up across the country on this Wednesday, I hope you're having a fantastic start to your day. We are loaded up with guests here as we roll into the third hour, about to be joined by Shannon Spake. Big news out there in general is the sports world's continued attempt to uh, figure out what to do with the coronavirus. On uh, one extreme, you have the Ivy League deciding to completely cancel its basketball season. Uh, they are allowing Yale to advance to the NCAA tournament. This is actually because they won the regular season title. It's actually an interesting question for all of the brainiacs in the Ivy League. 
if it's not safe to host your college basketball tournament, why is it safe to allow Yale to play in the NCAA tournament? I haven't heard anybody explain, like, okay, it's not safe enough for us to hold our conference basketball tournament, but we're totally fine with Yale getting, and by the way, you can get in a bus and drive to the conference basketball tournament in the Ivy League because it's relatively close, right? Like all those Ivy League schools are relatively close together in the Northeast. They can travel from bus to bus to play those games. Uh, But we're fine with Yale getting on a plane and traveling anywhere in the country to play a a basketball game. If it's not safe to get on a bus and, and, and play locally, why is it safe for Yale to play anywhere in the nation? These are some of the questions that I have as logic fails us as uh, leagues and organizations respond to the coronavirus. Shannon Spake, you are a germaphobe. You are terrified. Are you even leaving your home right now? I am leaving my home because I have to host NASCAR Race Hub <laughs> Monday through Thursday. If you didn't have NASCAR Race Hub, like my wife doesn't have a job. Yesterday, yeah. she didn't leave the house and she was like, I'm fine not leaving the house. I think she would be fine with quarantining us right now. Uh, if you didn't have a job, like let's pretend you were just a stay-at-home mom. Are Charlotte schools open right now? Are your kids in school? Yes, they're out of school today. They have a teacher's work day, but they are starting their uh, – my kids go to a private school here in the area, but they are starting their, their spring break one day earlier yeah. so that teachers can kind of go in there on an extra day. And they have a plan in place here, Clay, uh, to, to, to close schools for two weeks and – I, that's to see, like, when we talked last week and you asked if I was afraid of the coronavirus, and I told you yes, and, and I told you primarily because, like, the whole, like, everyone is losing their mind. Yeah. That's what scares me. And the thing about it, Clay, I can't believe we're sitting here on a sports radio show talking about the coronavirus as much as we have been. But the thing that, that, that makes me nervous is, like, every, everyone tries to compare it to the flu, right? Yeah. But I don't remember them, like, the last time they closed the country for the flu. I don't remember the last time they did all of this crazy stuff for the flu. So it's either they're not telling us something and something really bad, or we're just really losing our minds. And both those scenarios make me really nervous. So, uh, so I, my kids are out of school. So they're driving us insane. They have shut down schools for when they go to public school here in the Nashville area. Uh, they get I'm jealous first of all because they have spring break next week and they're getting this whole week off. And wow, I wish that I got two weeks off where I didn't have to do anything but play Madden and shoot basketball in the backyard, which is what my boys are doing with like 95 and, and then watching YouTube videos, which is how they're spending 99 percent of their time. Uh, but uh, but in general, so have you been out shopping? at all for any products that you would not normally have bought because of the coronavirus scare? Yeah, so listen, this is my thing, right, Clay? I, I'm kind of with you on one hand. Like, you can't – like, it, like I travel for work, right? Yeah. I traveled – this time of the year, uh, from 2011 to 2016, like, I lived in Lexington, Kentucky. Right. You know what I'm saying? For the, for the SEC tournament and for the, the Final Four and the, and the NCAA tournament. Like, and I would have to do that if I was still doing those things. Like, there's no way around it. I was supposed to go to a conference on Monday, Monday and Tuesday in Washington, D.C. I was supposed to moderate a conference, and I did back out of that. Yeah. Uh, just because, it, it, listen, it was, it was kind of one of those things that was non, you know, was non imperative for work. And, and I just thought, like, I'm going to D.C., there's going to be people from Vegas there and New York there and all this stuff. Like, I'm a mom, like, I have to kind of just be smart about it. But listen, if I had to get on an airplane, I'm working with people that are traveling to the NASCAR races every single weekend. You know, yeah. so I'm around people that are getting on airplanes and traveling. I'm not like completely stopping my life. 
I am stocking up on certain things. And I wanted to ask you this. So this is my little exercise this morning. Five things, because I heard you talking about the, the toilet paper and, and, and the water. What are five things? If you could only go to the grocery store and get yeah, five things. Yeah, this is an things, excellent question. Right. Okay. And, and you're going to be quarantined for two weeks. It's not weeks, just and, for and me. Can... It's for my family as right. well, right? So I have What are to... your five things? So first of all, this would be a disaster because <laughs> I'm already terrified <laughs> at it because if my... So I've talked about this before, but my wife, like I rarely go shopping for us. So let me start here. So I'm a little bit intimidated every time I walk into a grocery store or like a department, like anywhere where I have to go and I've got a list of things that I have to find because as the husband, if my wife gives me a list, I am terrified that I'm not going to be able to find something on the list and that I'm going to get blamed for failing. I'm not kidding about this. Like, no, I, I, talk, I Listen, I'm married to a man. I get yes. it. I understand. Like my <laughs> wife is very specific. Sometimes she will take pictures of the specific type of uh, product that she wants and text it to me and be like, this is the label. It's blue. Mark. It's not the brown one. It's not the green one. It's the blue one. We get the blue. And I'm standing there, and, you know, thank God I'm not colorblind, but I, I really feel like, you know, I've got sweat coming down my, 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 my head. I mean, it's like when you have to cut a wire or not, you know, in the movie, mm-hmm. like to make the bomb from going off. So I'm terrified <laughs> of the very idea of this, right? Uh, and in fact, my wife has had me go with the kids and, and evidently this is sold out. Somebody emailed me. My kids are obsessed with dinosaur oatmeal. Yeah. Right. And so, but it's not always on the shelf at the local grocery store. I was sent to go get dinosaur oatmeal probably like a month ago. And I kid you not, Shannon, I spent 30 minutes in the oatmeal aisle to confirm that there was no dinosaur oatmeal there. I brought in like 10 different employees and then I went back home and I was like, I looked and it wasn't there. And my wife said, oh, I guarantee you it was there. Oh and yeah, then definitely immediately, was there. immediately left and went back to go look. And I was like, I hope she doesn't find it. I hope she doesn't find it. And she came back and she was like, it wasn't there. And I felt so much better because I would have never heard the end of it. So if I could only have five things, all right? Yes, five things. And I have to do it for the entire family. Yeah. Uh, all right. So for, for this situation, not just for like a, a, a two weeks, right? So you're you're preparing, you're hunkering down. Two weeks, you have to be in the house during yes. this time during the coronavirus. What are the five things? All right. So here is what I'm already on my wife over this because I told her this. I was like, look, I think we're going to get quarantined. People are losing their mind. Mm-hmm. Just get a bunch of food that we can eat. We don't have to worry about it. Like, uh, and so she and, and and somehow she took that to mean that she should get, I swear to God, this happened. Amazon showed up at our house two, day, two <laughs> days ago, and we now have six, like, massive water, like, ho- holding things. Like, I don't even know yeah. what these things are, but we could have water in my house for, like, I, you can't even fill them up under the sink or anywhere. It's like a, it's like a barrel tin that showed up at our house. I'm like, I don't even know where we put this. And she was like, well, you said to be ready for two weeks. I'm like, do you think the water's going to stop working? Yeah, you I keep mean, saying that, yeah. So, all right. So I'm not concerned about the water, right? So no I'm not water. Water's good. So I'm not concerned about fluids. Uh, so and, water is And we is know that you list. can use the water to wipe yourself because you've already you've already. I've already that established that right. the idea yeah. that we need to be concerned about, like you can get in the shower and wipe your right. bottom if the worst case yeah. scenario. So uh, I'm focused almost entirely on my kids, my 12, my 9, uh, and my mm-hmm. 5-year-old. Uh, I am going with uh, with an unlimited supply of Lunchables, all right? Lunchables. Lunchables, I am going to get like a billion different Lunchables because I know every one of my kids will eat the Lunchables. And you know what? 
Lunchables are pretty good for adults, too. So I'm going to get a ton of Lunchables. That's one of my list. Uh, I am going to get an absolutely massive supply of, um, of potato chips uh, because I know that they are going to eat potato chips, like an mm-hmm. ungodly amount of potato chips. And you can say that's not healthy, but potato chips last forever. And mm-hmm. I know my kids will eat them, and I haven't heard of anyone dying from eating potato chips. So I feel good about, uh, about our success right there. Pop-Tarts, all right? I am wow. going to have Pop-Tarts stacked from the floor to the ceiling in my house because— And they last forever. They last forever, mm-hmm. and there's never been a kid that has been given a Pop-Tart and said this sucks in the entirety of humanity, right? So— uh, that is three of my draft picks, and I'm really <laughs> confident in Pop-Tarts, and I'm really confident in uh, in the Lunchables. Mac and cheese, all right? Mm. I want mac and cheese from here to the ends of the earth because my kids will eat mac and cheese like crazy. And already, if you're quarantined, the thing that's going to drive you the most crazy about being quarantined is your kids. So I am going and getting every possible staple – and then my final selection is going to be all of those, uh, you know, those things where they make that are already like peanut butter and jelly. What are those things called? Yeah, they're like crustables. Is that what they're called? Uncrustables or crust, yeah. whatever they're called. Those yeah. things are a life send. Uh, you can freeze them. They don't ever die. Like they can last forever. You somehow take them out of the freezer and they dry in like 10 seconds. I don't even know what these things are made of. <laughs> those are my five. What are your five? I see. I would love to compare your wife's list with your list. Doesn't overlap at all. Doesn't overlap at all because everything that I selected is unhealthy. But I'm not concerned about health. I'm concerned about my sanity, and all five of those would aid my sanity substantially. So I'm going. I I, I thought about this, and I've I've got a little bit. uh, I think uh, it's more widespread. So I'm going some food products, right? But I'm just going to go pasta. Like I don't need like macaroni and cheese or anything like that. Like pasta, we can. If we're stuck inside and, and something happens, we can eat pasta. We can throw some red sauce on it. We can put some cheese on it, whatever pasta. Bread. I think bread's important. problem with bread is make, it dies. Yeah. Well, you can put it in, like, I have, like, containers for my bread, right? So, like, I mean, so that, you it'll think, last a How long bit. do you think the bread could last? Well, definitely two weeks. Yeah, okay. So, but I'm, I'm saying, like, let's pretend you have to be somewhere. Like, my food would all last, like, 10 yeah. years from now, I could still be eating those Pop-Tarts. Oh, certainly, yes, and and fruitcake. So fruitcake and pop tarts yeah. will last forever. All right, so uh, I'm not I'm a big going, bread like, guy. Somebody, I'd be fine without bread. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't eat a lot of bread, but I think like we can make sandwiches. We yeah. can make toast. We could, you know, whatever. Uh, I think um, someone said to me yesterday, like Motrin and ibuprofen and those things in case like the kids get sick. In oh, case that's we smart. Get sick, right. Uh, that, that's something I wouldn't have thought of, but that's a, a solid mom draft pick. Right. My wife would a hundred kind of, billion percent. But you know what? We already have. Like, I don't even know how to use our drug list. And I'm not, I mean, like, if, if I, like, am told to get a Tylenol, like, I pull out the, the, the area that my wife has designed for all of the uh, products, and it's, like, it's akin to, like, the difference between our respective sinks. Like, at my sink, I don't know what your husband's sink looks like, but I have a beard trimmer, I have a, a toothbrush, and I have toothpaste. That's all. That's literally all I have at my sink. Maybe, maybe a hand wash. That that's it. Like my wife's sink, it looks like. Uh-huh. I mean, it. I I think that she could launch a spacecraft from Mars just by like all of the products that she has 
a a raid on her sink, and I don't even know how to how to look. Like I couldn't even begin to figure out what all the products that she has do. Like mine are very simple. I mean, I'm not kidding. Toothbrush. I have deodorant. I have a toothbrush. I have deodorant. I have toothpaste. I have a beard trimmer, and I have soap. That's literally the entirety of my sink. Her sink is like, uh, and that's also where all the drugs are. So I can't even like. There's so much stuff. I think we probably already have that stuff is what I'm saying. Yeah, and sometimes, honestly, it takes me longer to get ready for bed than it does to, like, go out it, you know, to dinner. Oh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Slathering and whatever. Uh, The rest of my list, uh, I have three dogs, so we're definitely going dog food for my dogs because I I don't know, like, what – and we're not going to eat the dog food, but, I mean, I would hate for my my dogs to be – starving and barking and, and all that stuff. And um, I, I listen, hey, look, I can't believe that you, I, I'm going wine. Like, I, if I'm stuck Alcohol? in a house for, yes, yeah. heck yes. Are you kidding? Like, uh, cases of it. Because if I'm stuck in the house with, with my family for, for two weeks and I can't leave the house, like, there's there's. Do you only drink wine? I do, yeah. I'm, I drink wine. That's it. Like, so I'm we have, I, I'm not kidding about this. We have so much liquor in my house that I think, I, I think we could go years without being able to consume all the liquor. And it's (laughs) funny because we don't, like, my wife and I don't drink socially, just the two of us, that often. I mean, I might be driving her to drink all the time, but if so, it's secret. Um, But so, like, uh, (laughs) I'm not concerned. Like, we have plenty of liquor. Uh, Now, we don't have necessarily as much beer to be able to last that long or wine, but I I feel like we got plenty plenty of liquor, so I'm not worried about that. There's my five things. That's what I'm going with. Uh, but I have been to the grocery store. I actually, I got some groceries the other day, and I had toilet paper. There was plenty of toilet paper. I didn't buy it because of this. I bought it because we actually needed toilet paper yeah. inside the house. But uh, yeah, everything, everything on my list was was there. But I think that the reason is, is like everyone goes to the grocery store and they go, "Oh my god, the toilet paper is almost gone. I need to buy some toilet paper in case it's all gone." And so it's like monkey see, monkey do kind of thing. So Everyone's doing what everybody's doing. We work in TV. I was texting with some of the people that are on my show with Cousin Sal and Todd and uh, Todd Furman and Rachel Bonetta, and you've got the Race Hub show and also, obviously, all the big NASCAR events that go on on Fox. What do you think would have to happen for them to be like, you're not, like, we've never really seen a TV network decide that does live the live sports like ours does that our shows are not going to exist, Right. What do you think would have to happen for them to tell you, hey, don't come in? And what would they do on the TV network? Well, I don't know. I think someone would have to get sick inside our building, right? And then and then you could technically clean the building and just have that one person. I, I don't know, right? And that's the thing. So with the racing, I mean, you could technically do some of these races remotely, like, right? Like, they, they could call a football game. or We're doing some games remotely. We call it Remy, right, where they're actually in the right. studio and they're, and they're calling the games. I think that they could do some of that. Uh, I, I just don't know how drastic it's going to get. And that, again, is where I kind of go back to uh, the nerves, right? Where is this going to go? Like, well, how, how far are we going to take this? I, I think it's crazy. I mean, I worked the SEC tournament for, for many, many years. Yes. I think it's crazy for that event to, to be without fans. I think it's insane to think about uh, the Final Four and, and the NCAA tournament being without fans. Uh, you tell some of those Kentucky fans that they can't go to the SEC tournament. I think that uh, they might have something else to say about that. Uh, Big Blue Nation, they're, they're going to go out there and support yeah. the cats no matter what. Uh, but, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like you, that's the unknown, right? That's, that's the nervous part of it for me is the unknown and, and possibly being stuck in my house for two weeks. 
See, I told my wife. My wife was like, "You know, we're going to end up getting stuck in our house, and we're going to get." I, I was know. Like, I would. I said I would sign up to be quarantined in a heartbeat if you told me I didn't have to work. Like there are so you many still have things. To do the show. Yeah, I have. This is where I'm going to get screwed because I have the home studio for television <laughs> and radio. Like they're going to be mm-hmm. like, oh, instead of me getting time off, they're going to be like, we need you to do triple duty because other people can't go into their studios, and you're easy to have do work. Uh, and so like, I don't have to go into any studio for anything, but I was like, if you told me that I couldn't work, there are so many shows on Netflix that I haven't been able to see. And I would be able to sleep like eight hours a night for two weeks in a row. Like I would, I would be ecstatic to be quarantined for two weeks. I would sign up for the quarantine if I got paid and, uh, and I didn't have to work. Like, this seems like just winning. Like, I would be able to watch so many movies. Like, my DVR is so stacked up with things I don't have time to see. I, and, and, I, and then eventually I got her to think about that. And she was like, well, that wouldn't be that bad. And she was like, but you'll be here the whole time. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. And working. You know, you married yeah. me. And, and, and more, more than that, like, our kids uh, are going to be oh, killing man. each other. That's the bigger challenge. You got twin boys. I mean, I got three boys. Like three boys, they're just rolling around fighting all the time, especially when they're playing Madden all day and they're playing basketball in the backyard and everything else. I do think that they would drive their mother totally insane. I'm more oblivious to it uh, because I'm the dad, and it doesn't like I feel like I don't hear the noise in the same way. Uh, but I think it would drive her insane. But you can go outside, right? Like, if you're quarantined, like, you can go outside into your yard, right? Yeah. You're allowed to, like, if you want to go for a walk or a run, as long as you're not in contact with people, right? Well, this is, is where, to me, like, we have the Peloton, right? I know everybody yeah, got really... Peloton. Yeah, you have one, too. Like, And I know it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that husband who bought his wife the Peloton, that was such an awful thing to do. Like, I feel as if most husbands bought their wives Pelotons because... Uh, the wife is like, I'm so busy, I don't have time to get to the gym like I used to before I had kids. If I have a you know workout opportunity at home, this will be fantastic. So I feel like for people who have Peloton, this is ideal for them, right? I mean, yeah, so you, you can't go to the that. gym, but you can still get a great workout while you're at home. I, I just I don't think I would miss very much. Yeah, and that's the thing. I was talking to someone. I'm like, I can still go for a run outside. We can still play in our backyard. We, the kids have a trampoline. They can be on the trampoline as long as they're not in contact with other people. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's just a pain in the butt, right? I mean, it's like, it, I mean, cleaning everything and doing everything and being home and not being able to go to work. There are a lot of people that that, that hourly, right? I mean, if they don't go to work, oh, that not is a big paid. deal. That- That's two weeks, right? That's a lot. So it's it's just all that. It's just the unknown clay that makes me the n- most nervous. But I'm going to come to your place for uh, Lunchables and, uh, <laughs> and, and Pop-Tarts, and uh, I'll bring the wine. <laughs> I think here, here is the thing. I do think that for people out there who are living paycheck to, paycheck to paycheck, which is a huge percentage of people, I do think that if we end up in some larger quarantine-related incident, that there's going to have to be – uh, the Democrats, Republicans, everybody's going to have to come together in some way. And and I don't know what the cost would be for the nation, but to pay people basically for two weeks of sick leave, right? Like you're yeah. getting paid during that time because there's so many people, uh, you and I and a lot of people who are listening are fortunate if we don't have to worry about getting that next week paycheck in order to have the lifestyle. Uh, but there's a huge percentage of Americans that live paycheck to paycheck. So I do think that's that's why the thing that scares me here is not the actual health of the country. It's the economic health of the country. And so the panic and the fear, to me, is a bigger part of this than the actual uh, health-related concerns are, to me, personally. I know everybody's got different ways to look at it, 
but that's what bothers uh, me from the perspective of how it would impact everybody. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, you got yogurt too, right? Like we, you've got plenty. You could give the yogurt. Away. I still don't know how that happened. There are forty pounds of Maybe yogurt. Maybe this person that was foreseeing the, the the fact that you might be quarantined, and it would be a good idea to have yogurt. In the still, top never top. have eaten a yogurt in my life or <laughs> boiled water. Listen, so. we need to. This is what we need to do. We need to compare Laura Travis and Clay Travis's list, the top five. We need to videotape you boiling water at, while eating yogurt. How that seems that? dangerous. I just, I, I, it's really hot. Like I feel like I'll burn myself like I've made it 40 years without boiling water why start now uh she is Shannon Spake you can follow her on Twitter at Shannon Spake be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific hey it's Jonas Knox and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts you know o o o O'Reilly who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit them at o'reillyauto.com slash two pros that's o'reillyauto.com slash two pros from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack. TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bring her home. Bring her home to us. We will welcome her with open arms. Petros Papadakis twice this week, back-to-back days, because we had back-to-back Bachelor episodes. And yesterday we didn't talk about it at all at the old P on Twitter. I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. Last night, the old, by the way, the only thing that's not canceled in my part of Nashville, Little League Baseball. So I'm coaching Little League Baseball last night. I had to DVR part of The Bachelor. I had to come back and watch it. I'm watching it late at night. Unbelievable episode of The Bachelor. And uh, and I don't finish, and I'm tweeting about it like at uh, 12.30 East Coast time, 9.30 on the West Coast when Petros Papadakis is in the middle of watching. And, I mean, this was riveting television. So my phone rings. I look down. Who is it? It's Matt Leinert FaceTiming because he wants to talk about Barb. I swear to God, that's 100% true. Uh, Petros Papadakis comes in now. Barb is incredible, isn't she? She she got pretty into the the limelight, I believe, and humiliated her son. I hope it is worth the generational humiliation <laughs> that the Weber family of Westlake, whose son was a pilot, an accomplished young man, Good looking fella. He, he, he went on this show and and really became a uh, a pariah. And now his mother is one of the most despised women in the world. Now I don't blame her about the wait in three hours. If I was an I, old I, lady, I, I, I'm with you here. If you make me wait three hours, like she didn't explain herself at all on why she made them wait three hours. That's the answer I wanted. Well, I know why she waited, made him wait three hours. It was because she was on the brink of leaving, and she was hanging by a thread, and she didn't want to meet the family, and he finally talked her into it by nuzzling noses and all that <laughs> crap, and we saw it yesterday, and it was that was humiliating in and of itself. But if I'm an old lady with a face literally the size of a globe in a science class, and I just flew across the country with my weird children's show-looking husband, and I'm all jet-lagged and angry, and this big-toothed girl who told my son he couldn't sow his seed in the Gold Coast makes me sit there for three hours and then comes in and is all salty and withdrawn, which she was. Yeah. I'd be pretty hot, too. But, I mean, when Barb turned on the tears two nights ago, and then last night just, you know, continued her obstinance, it was uh, it was good TV because usually these episodes suck at the end. You know, they suck. It's all whispering and emotion and forehead to forehead and crying and most emotional night ever, most controversial ending ever. You know, tease this, tease that, bring on the old Bachelor, freaking lecture people about online bullying. I mean, just total <laughs> schlock crap. But we got... We had an unhinged mother from Ventura County this year. 
and it made all the difference at the end. It, it really did. And this guy just showed to be uh, much like uh, the, the mortals in Clash of the Titans, just completely moldable. Uh, like Clay. I mean, he just, uh, no offense, Clay. Yeah. Uh, but he just, he, he, could, he could be talked into anything and then out of anything. And at the end of the day, I mean, what girl wants to be with a guy like that? I mean, those are the type of, and he's a pilot. I mean, how much airplane bathroom sex is that guy going to be having? <laughs> well, I think that's partly the reason why these guys, the fiancés never work, because these guys uh, are suddenly huge celebrities that every girl loves in front of, you know, millions and millions of, of young, desirable women. And when they get off the show, I don't know that they realize how much more popular they're going to be. By the way, 30- well, and the girls get what they want too, Clay. I mean, that's, you know, there has to be a baseline that's very different than when we talk about people on The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, we have to realize, and I just make this point quickly that there is a baseline that has to be different from talking about people, anybody else, even people that do gambling television shows on FS1. Yes, the uh, scum of the earth. Because th- these are people that want to make out with someone else and do that on camera with a bunch of people. I mean, you have no idea how uncomfortable that is and how odd that is and how much of a, of a self-centered, narcissist, thirsty, celebrity hound you have to be to want to go do that. So at the end of the day, even the girls that make it all the way get what they want out of it. You know, they got a significant role on The Bachelor and they got talked about nationally. And they deserve to be humiliated, each and every one of them. It is interesting. You made me think about it that I hadn't thought about it before. The number of people that make out on a date is, especially once you're over, like, out of college, right, is really low. That you, in public, I'm not talking about like you finish dinner, you finish the movie, you come back home, whatever. I'm talking about like, you know, you are walking in a park and you just go to town making out on each other. Like, that's really rare when you're older than like 22, right? Yeah, it's and, for and young even, people. Even for, yeah, for super young people. Even for uh, people who, uh, you know, like I would say the, the, the college bar drunken make out during the band scene, right? Like everybody's kind of has an idea what I'm talking about there. That doesn't even really exist very much once you're out of college, right? Like the making out on the dance floor thing is even rare. It just yeah, doesn't but they happen. They take everything else from these people. You know, they take their phone, they take yeah. their email, they take their access to the world. They manipulate them with, with producers that are assigned to them. And they get them drunk. Nobody eats because they're scared to chew on camera. I mean, and they want, you can't really get alone to have sex with somebody. Uh, so really, what the only thing you can do is make out and, like, rub yourself on somebody <laughs> to where you can light a cigarette off your crotch when you're done. I mean, it is a bad deal. It's a terrible, terrible show. Also riveting and, television. Well, it's only it's, – I mean – Usually, I really lament having to do two days in a row of The Bachelor, you know, on all these platforms uh, at the end. I mean, it's a real marathon of, of death for me. But that being said, you know, with all this talk about illness and, and uh, quarantines and shutting down the world and the economy crashing, it, it certainly kind of a is nice a wonderful escape. respite. Yeah. I asked people last night, by the way, what was your primary viewing? And 30,000 people voted on Twitter. 
Uh, and people out there are like, oh, I hate The Bachelor. I'm sure I'll check my mentions. You'll be like, why? It's talking about sports. Talk about, well, first of all, The Bachelor is incredible sports. But 26% of my audience said their primary television watching last night was The Bachelor. Uh, 32% said college basketball. 24% said the NBA or the NHL. 18% said the election results. So we were just talking. Uh, I just had Shannon Spake on. So we'll pivot from The Bachelor here. And she had a great question. If everybody's going to have to get quarantined, and who knows whether this is going to end up happening or not, if you could only have five objects for your family and you had to go out to the grocery store or the department store or whatever and buy them, what would be your top five draft picks? Do I already have all my books and things? Yeah, I mean, this is stuff, yeah. I mean, you're having to draft for... Your family. Already have my phone. Like, yeah, like your yeah your food. I mean, what food products basically, or food or drink products would you get? I have my whiskey. You already have it. You said you bought it yesterday. Oh, I have recently. plenty of whiskey. Yeah, and my wife has her gin. <laughs> All right, so you're both covered for liquor. Okay. Uh, I want for for very little clay. What are your kids like? What would what, so I said pop tarts. I said the uh, uncrustables. I said I was primarily focused on kids. I said potato chips. I said uh, the uh, mac and cheese. Yeah, and that my kids eat mac and cheese in like three different kinds: the Trader yeah. Joe's ones and the Kraft and the cups. Uh, God, this is the worst conversation I've ever had. <laughs> Granola bars, Tiger Milk bars. I'm trying to make you think so you're prepared for the quarantine. It's not my job. Your wife's on top of it? Yes, I do sports talk. You have whiskey. That's all you're concerned about. Whiskey and my books, my 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 my, uh, my literary mystery novels, and I'm in good shape. Would you be upset if you had to be quarantined for two weeks? Or would you be like, I kind of like this. It's sleep. You know, I don't have any responsibilities. I told my wife I wouldn't really mind the quarantine. Well, I woke up this morning and I started to be like, "Do I am I should I still go to yoga? Like I go to hot yoga every day. Yeah, and you know I wash my hands before and after, and you know I sweat a lot. I don't touch anybody. Uh, I wipe up my sweat. You know, I I want to go to yoga. If I don't go to yoga, I'm in a really bad mood. Right. So I don't know, man. This the whole thing sucks. It does suck. It uh, sucks. And it sucks for the old people that die. Yeah. The old people. I don't want to be an insensitive person that's not old. Yeah. I know a lot of old people. Yeah. I, I don't want anybody to die. I mean, I've said pretty steadfast. No, I'm more against death than you. No, you it's not true. I hate death more than you. Uh, 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 don't try. You I understand. I mentioned it first. No, I, I, no, I, I, am I a much hate more death thoughtful infinity. Person. I hate you're death a, infinity. You're a soulless money uh, mongering. Uh, animal from the South. I I hate death much more than you. No, it's just a lie. I can't believe you're going to come on a national <laughs> radio program and just lie about hating death more than me when everybody listening right now knows that I hate death more than anybody on the whole planet. Clearly. Uh, all right. Uh, I hope the Grim Reaper doesn't come for you at hot yoga. You leave me alone. Hey, hey, don't upset me. I have enough things to worry about, and I'm going. I didn't go yesterday for you. I, that was I, I, that was my I cut off a streak of sixteen. Oh wow! I'm sorry about that. You should be. I uh, I hope you don't run into Barb. She lives in Westlake, which is literally like an hour and twenty minutes from here. You guys might get quarantined together. 
my mother-in-law might run into Barb. <laughs> I don't go. mind Barb as much as that. You know, the husband's like a full-on weenie. You know, oh, that's yeah. why the son is such a weenie. Well, I mean, he clearly was afraid to get in the, in front of the Barb train last night. How would you want that guy to be your pilot? Like, I wouldn't want that guy making decisions for my life when he's flying one of those needle D airplanes. I don't think the pilot. I think thanks. I got got to go to a break here, but I don't think the pilot actually does much. I think this is one of the great, you know, like sham jobs that goes on right now. The pilot just pushes a couple of buttons. It's all computer now on these big planes. Like, I I think he's bored. The average pilot's just sitting up there, kicking his feet back. Like, there's not a lot of stuff for them to do, I don't think, anymore. Uh, All right, it's Petros Papadakis at the old PAM 570 LA Sports Petros and Money Show. Final segment of Wednesday up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I meant to mention this. This happened after we went off the air yesterday. We haven't talked NFL free agency because their coronavirus craze has started to uh, to take off. But NFL free agency, um, in terms of the franchise tag, they have bumped it all the way back, I believe, until Sunday uh, for when they have to, to place the franchise tag. Originally, the deadline was tomorrow. Uh, but as the NFL CBA voting goes on, that's going to be bumped all the way. Remember, we are one week from today when NFL free agency officially begins. And for those of you who are just waking up, I want to reiterate my brilliant, genius idea uh, for the West Coast. Everybody's obsessed now with the coronavirus and how it's going to impact sports. I think Donald Trump could actually turn this into a huge positive. Give us Thursday and Friday off. Declare it a national holiday for the NCAA tournament next week. Everybody's supposed to stay home quarantine yourselves, watch all the college basketball games you can imagine, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The average length of a coronavirus incubation is five days. Average. Some people get it longer. Some people get it shorter. I think we could have our quarantine in four or five days there and just fill it with NCAA tournament basketball action Boom, give us two more national holidays. We need more time off in this country. People are losing their mind. We need less seriousness. It's fun to sit back, watch sports, kick your feet up, enjoy the NCAA tournament. Boom, imagine if the Thursday and the Friday of the NCAA tournament were national holidays and you had to stop calling in sick and pretending to be sick like you have for years and years uh, with the uh, NCAA tourney flu or the 48-hour bug that only seems to afflict you in mid-March when the NCAA tournament gets underway. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy all of the conference basketball tournament action that's going on. I feel bad for the Ivy League players and coaches who had their season yanked out from underneath them. I think worst-case scenario, you play these games in front of no crowds. Most of the audience is watching on television anyway. That's how the vast majority of us consume the content. We'll still be live on Lock It In. Encourage you to go listen to the James Franklin podcast on wins and losses. Thank you all for spending your Wednesday morning with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. This is OutKick. Don't panic. Remember what Franklin Roosevelt said. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You're going to be fine. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.